Um, Alderman J.P. Smith has stepped out of his meeting for us, um, so we do appreciate that. J.P.? Morning, Kino. Good to have you on. So, J.P., yes, what, 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 what is the latest update now? I mean, we heard yesterday that there was an arrest. Um, uh, we spoke to the police. They said, well, there's been no uh, decision to, to go forward with any type of prosecution just yet. Um, where's that process at the moment? Uh, that person is appearing in court uh, today. Ah. Um, so we will have to see what the outcome of that process is and where that goes. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily linked to the main fire, as we've um, been at pains to point out. Uh, he was found at a fire uh, by a member of the public, mm. uh, pointed out to law enforcement who, when they arrested him and asked him about the fire, acknowledged that he had started the fire. Okay. Um, that was at the time when residents were calling us about 9 o'clock that night, saying, we're seeing people moving through the bush and fires starting. Um, so we... We got law enforcement and Metro Police and Traffic out to go and see. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he's linked to the fire that started uh, about half past eight, quarter to nine morning. Uh, that Sunday morning, which which created these, this chaos. Um, but he might know something. Um, he might be one of the three persons or not. These are matters that the police will have to determine. We're checking the CCTV footage to see if it uh, reveals anything. We've asked mm. any residents who have cameras on their houses and may have recorded people passing in the late afternoon or evening uh, to to uh, advise us so that we can get that footage um, collected as well uh, as it may cost more um, more insight into the matter. Absolutely. JP, I mean, a lot of people and uh, the, 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 the city is not making a meal of, of, of homeless people, etc., etc. I think you've been at pains um, to, to especially you, I've heard you. Um, you've been quite measured about that. Um, but people have been asking about the relationship. And Lorenzo Davids was on with... Um, with 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 um, Lester Kivett yesterday, talking about you know the vilification of homeless people. What is that relationship between the city and homeless people like, and what is being done to try and assist? Because obviously it's not a, a something you can fix in a day or two. It's a, it's a socio-economic challenge. But uh, what can you tell us on that front? Um, um, it's not my uh, competency to speak on, but I understand what mm. it is that the city is doing. And there is no vilification by the city. Mm. There is a vilification by the public um, who are angry um, uh, and make us understand that in no uncertain terms on a daily basis um, around the uh, the dynamics of what it, ha- it means to have people living on your sidewalk or in the park. And this fire is an example um, of the almost inevitable consequences of such. So homeless people have started at least three significant fires that I can recall um, along that stretch at the back of Friedehoek Mains, mostly um, uh, at the top of Deer Park and so forth. That's going to continue to happen as long as people make fires in sensitive green belts attached to a whole mountain where serious consequences happen. They may be making it for the purpose of cooking food, Mm. but the outcome is nevertheless uh, disastrous. Mm. So when you drive your car very fast on the freeway and you cause an accident and you kill someone, your defense cannot be afterwards, it was not my intention to cause an accident. The fact is that the action that you take creates potential outcomes or predictable outcomes um, of, of disaster and that you should therefore not take the action to start with. 
So the city has a huge developmental range of interventions to assist homeless people, including shelter, the safe spaces, EPWP jobs, relationships with NGOs, winter readiness programs, um, outreach workers, engaging people on the street daily. Uh, I don't think there's another municipality or local authority in this country that does nearly as much as the city does in relation to the homeless. Mm. But the flood is much greater than, than local authority alone will be able to begin to handle because you've got a lot of parolees that have been released onto our streets uh, during the COVID period especially. You've got a lot of immigration from people seeking better opportunities, uh, people migrating to the city without having housing available uh, for them. And you have um, a large number of foreign nationals on our streets uh, which um, many of which are unfortunately undocumented and that enforcement does not sit within our hands. So these things are coming together to create those increase in street people numbers and the city's response to this has been appropriate mm. and, and, and legally correct mm. and, and um, caring. So I don't think we can be blamed uh, for, for vilification. That comes from the, the citizenry itself. We also do the appropriate amount of enforcement in response to bylaw contraventions. And of course, that has been suspended by the lockdown regulations, which has aggravated the fire risk in these cases now because we can't remove the structures in these green belts, which is making the situation far more dangerous. Yeah, JP, I mean, listen, I would, and we've had a discussion between um, your your fellow MACO member, and maybe it's a discussion we need to have with him, um, about building stronger relationships with the likes of people like super troopers who do just, they just do a phenomenal job on the ground. And there are people in neighborhoods across the city who work really hard to try and mitigate that. And if one could put that type of thing on steroids with a more definitive uh, partnership between the city and those organizations, I think one could go a long way um, to to improve that situation as well. You know, I think we have very strong relationships with a whole slew of NGOs. Mm. I would dispute whether all NGOs necessarily do the right thing. Just Mm. because you're an NGO does not mean all your actions are appropriate. And I think we depart from the position that no human being belongs on the street, that all of our actions must be geared towards assisting people to relocate off the streets elsewhere, and that on-street enablement where you assist somebody to remain on the street, Mm. that those actions are, while well-intentioned, are are not the appropriate interventions that actually cause more harm than good. And that is a position we've reaffirmed in policies over the years with the support of many NGOs. Uh, we are reviewing, reviewing the policy now. Let's see what comes out of it. Mm, yeah, listen, I mean, we, we, we can obviously debate that particular issue because you want to send someone back to Alsi's River in the midst of gangsterism, for example. I'm not saying that's what you want to do, but I'm just saying you, 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 you can't really send people back to the very areas that they're trying to flee because of not just the socioeconomic situation there, but the crime situation and that, that could cost them their lives. I have been with the reintegration unit on the street quite a lot. Mm. And I will tell you that that's not the stories we hear, that the reasons why people are on the street relates to a different kind of of impediment that people face, different kind of situation in their private lives. And that might be well worthwhile exploring with Zahid in terms of the the actual reasons given in these on-street interviews. Absolutely. But anyway, JP, I know you've you've got to go back into your meeting. I appreciate the fact that you took time, man. Um, Have a good one. Thank you for your interest. Thanks, sir.